Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Paranormal Minds where we talk about any and all things paranormal and mysterious. I am here today with my two co-hosts Joshua and Shane and today we are going to be talking about the Enfield monster. Now Enfield, Illinois, apparently a lot of crazy stuff has happened in that place. There's a apparently a famous haunting there but we're not going to talk about that today the enfield monster is a monster that was reportedly seen in april of 1973 this is how the case goes or this is timeline for it at about 9:30 on the night of the 25th of april 1973 henry mcdaniel heard a scratching at his front door he looked out and saw something that he thought might be a bear uh, taking a gun and a flashlight, he headed outside into a strong wind and saw a creature between two rose bushes. He later said it had three legs on it and a short body, two short arms, and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. It stood four and a half feet tall and was grayish colored. He added later that it was almost like a human body. McDaniel fired four shots at the creature, one shot hitting it and causing it to make a hissing sound much like a wildcat before fleeing towards a nearby railway embankment, covering 50 feet in three jumps. McDaniel called the local authorities who discovered footprints in the soft earth near the house, which McDaniel described as dog-like in shape with six toe pads. Um, And in reference, that big pad is considered a toe pad. Or a pad for the dogs. I know some people say it's not. The police considered McDaniel to be rational and sober in his reporting of the incident. In a later press interview, McDaniel said, If they do find it, they will have, or they will find more than one and they won't be from this planet. I can tell you that. Investigators interviewing nearby residents were told that Greg Garrett, a 10-year-old neighbor of McDaniel's, claimed to have encountered the creature half an hour before McDaniel did, and that the creature had stepped on his feet, tearing his tennis shoes to shreds. The boy later told West Illinois University researchers that his report was a hoax to tease Mr. M and have fun with an out-of-town newsman. Two weeks later, on May 6, McDaniel called the radio station WWKI, claiming to have seen the creature again at 3 a.m. that morning. It was navigating the trestles of the railroad tracks near his home. And McDaniel said, I saw something moving out on the railroad tracks, and there it stood. I didn't shoot it, shoot at it or anything. It started on down the railroad tracks. It wasn't in a hurry or anything. A search party, including WWKI's news director, Rick Rainbow, explored the area later that day and reported observing an ape-like creature standing in the abandoned building near McDaniel's house. They claimed to have made a recording of the creature's cries and fired a shot at it before it fled. Cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman investigated the case and the sound recordings. He has not released the he has the only copies 
of the video and the sound recordings and has not released that to anybody. Two days later, a day after McDaniel was interviewed on local radio, the local press reported that police were called to investigate reports of gunfire and arrested five young men from out of town who had come to Enfield in order to photograph the creature, carrying shotguns and rifles for protection. The men, having claimed to have uh, sighted the creature, the White County Sheriff dismissed the reports of this as a monster hunting expedition, as an uh, saying that the men were just out drinking and raising hell, mentioning the monster only briefly during questioning. The men were charged with hunting violations. Uh, and there's a whole lot of reactions. Like, uh, some people say, like, he, he made it up. Uh, there's also, uh, it is suggested that the creature may have been a kangaroo escaped from a nearby zoo, uh, which would explain the three-leg descriptions, as the tail of kangaroos looked like a third leg. McDonald was eminent that the creature wasn't no kangaroo. Having owned such a creature as a pet while on military service in Australia and noting that kangaroos have narrow faces and tracks that leave claw marks, following media coverage of the creature, an Ohio man contracted a local newspaper stating that the creature may have been his pet kangaroo, Macy, which had been lost or stolen a year previously. So, there we go. What do y'all think? I don't think it was a kangaroo. I I don't think it it, it is either, or was. It might be dead by now. <laughs> right. So <laughs> he did shoot it four times. One hit was known for sure. Yeah, one hit was known for sure. If if this man allegedly had a kangaroo as a pet while in Australia serving in the military, I don't think he would shoot at it. I wouldn't think so either. So shot once. Did it say what caliber rifle he was using? The article I read, it was, he reached into the closet and grabbed a flashlight and a twenty two, and the first, and he ripped the door back open, and it was still standing there, and he shot it, knowing that first shot hit for sure, and then shot three more times after that. So, now, uh, sociologists cite this as an example of collective behavior. I know, like, that. What, the way they're saying is it's pretty much just like mass hysteria and panic and you know, group emotions and stuff like that. And that's why everybody's like, oh, yeah, this this monster exists and stuff. I think the sociologists might be wrong. That's just my opinion. I don't know if I believe in mass hysteria. If there was an actual physical being that some that you, like a bunch of people see at once, then maybe. I mean, and I mean all at the same time, not like, oh, I saw it last night too, you know? Um, I think I think we've seen... It happened. So like the social contagion that they're they're saying this was. I mean that's that's like the witch hunts back in the day. You know, one person says they saw something funky and then all of a sudden everybody believes in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's definitely something possible and we've seen, but I would hope in the seventies we were past that way of thinking, that that level of fear. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to say was, like, because back during the witch hunts, you know, it was mostly religious based, so, you know, you didn't want to go against your congregation or else you would be considered the heathen or the heretic. So, I'm, I'm with you on Shane. Uh, I'm with you, Shane, on I, I, I don't think it's it would be that right. in 1978. Yeah, not not for something like this. We, we see it now, I hate to say it in relation to today's times, you know, some of the, uh, without mentioning anything but the state of the world you know we've we've seen the social contagion where one 
figurehead says something and the masses follow, you know. Blindly follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, not bringing any politics into it. I, I see where, yeah. But that also has a lot to do, too, with, like, social media as to where, you know, I can bring up an article that contradicts, like, an article that you read or seems legit, though. And I think that feeds more into it than... You know, people just saying, oh, yeah, I saw this thing. So I could be wrong about that, you know. What if it was like a big dog with mange? (laughs) Yeah. Like a, a, you know, the Caucasian mountain dogs are huge. Yeah. And grayish in color. I mean, I'm pretty sure they get gray. Or a a hairless bear. You seen those pictures of those hairless bears? They're terrifying looking. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about hairless bears. And, you know... Uh, because according to the article, he said it might be a bear. It could have been a three-legged bear. Yeah, the article I read, it was like, no less than three legs. <laughs> like, what a weird way to describe something. <laughs> no less than three <laughs> legs. It's like... See, when I, when I first read this, I was like, okay, some dude saw something a while back. All right. But, you know, uh, just 40 miles away, uh, about 30 years prior in the early 1940s, in Mount Vernon... Illinois, there were a lot of reports of uh, some leaping type beast that would jump, you know, in 40 foot bounds. Uh, So that was interesting to see that uh, relatively in the same area, just uh, 30 years prior, that there was a similar beast sighting. And there were actually claims of this one killing livestock and animals and stuff. Yeah. Did they they give a description of it? Does it match? Uh, they're the only thing, uh, it's like baboon like mm. and leaping. So, I mean, it's similar, but they probably, I mean, you think 1940s probably had less uh, ways to describe something like that. Yeah. Uh, less media available, you know, things like that. So this dude in the seventies could be more visually descriptive than somebody in the forties and in central Illinois, I would imagine, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a leap 50 feet. I mean, that does coincide with, like, what a kangaroo could do. I just can't buy the kangaroo thing. Because some people have also said that, like, maybe he was scared or frightened or, you know, something like that when he saw the animal and mistook the kangaroo for something else. When I read another article, like, he was really, like, when he got home, uh, he entered into the house and he's a single father with kids and the kids were talking about something was trying to get into the house through the ac unit because they had a window ac unit so he's laughing at them being like oh there's nothing out there whatever and then he heard the scratching that's when he got his gun and everything and went outside and saw the creature and then he's cool and collected he was rational and sober according to the police i wonder if the red eyes could have just been um Like, you know how reflective animal eyes can be. I wonder if it was just how that, you know, just a pigment. Kind of like just um, eye shine? Yeah, it wasn't actually red. It was just light reflection in the eyes. Like I said, I I, I don't know if y'all have seen hairless bears, but I would imagine in the dark. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I could really see this being. Like a hairless bear? Yeah. Minus the jumping. Right, my uh, minus the jumping. Well, here's here's another like though. Looking into the report, um, when he describes it, he, he said it had three legs on it, a short body, two short arms. So, so he's counting at least five of 
appendages. They're three legs and two arms. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Again, maybe those were branches if he saw it in a rose bush. Or maybe the two arms, so going to, to Josh's bear theory, maybe just injured even. That would make it walk funny and maybe even give the appearance of jumping if he was trying to walk on three legs because his fourth leg was split. You know, maybe something happened and would give the appearance of two arms rather than a split leg. Yeah, possibility, yeah. Especially if it's like up front. And that would explain the the hunchedness. I'm, I'm just trying to picture a bear trying to walk on his back, two legs, and one of the fronts. He'd probably be hunched and hopping. Yeah, yeah, definitely would. There's apparently a lot of paranormal ish, like things with that area, too. Oh, man, this hairless bears are so disturbing. They, they, are, they are weird looking. <laughs> That's, this one looks like... This is like, I'm going to shit in the corner. You better watch out. <laughs> I think, I don't know the bear. And where is this at? In uh, Illinois? Illinois. Let's see. Bears are pretty predominant there, right? Uh, I believe so. Black bears, too. Yeah, I looks like. Pulled up Shane's maps that he likes so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know I've been looking at them. <laughs> I think there's a Swanee National Forest. I think it's near yeah, there's that. there's a couple of them. There's Giant City State Park. You got Trail of Tears State Forest right there. You got Crab Orchard Lake. Uh, you got the southern portion of the state is sometimes referred to as the Devil's Kitchen. <laughs> nice. A designated left uh, designation left behind by the Native Americans and the early settlers to explain strange sights and sounds, unlike uh, or like. Unexplained balls of light, ghost lights, apparitions, screams in the night, and various other unsettling types of phenomenon. Well, according to this map, like there are no bears in Illinois. I don't know how true this map is. Like a bear map of Illinois? It's a it's a black bear population by state, yeah. As it said, I would like to have one of those as like a pet. A bear? Yeah, like a skinless bear. A skinless bear? Yeah, that'd be weird. I mean not a skinless bear. <laughs> I have to edit that out. Uh, no, no, I'm leaving that in there. Skinless bear. Tommy wants a skinless bear. Although in retrospect, uh, retrospect, that would be a lot more terrifying than a hairless bear. It would be. I'm just saying. Looking at your map, it looks like they're coming up right into Missouri, probably in the Mark Twain National Forest. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the closest thing to infield is the Hamilton County State Fish and Wildlife Area, which is, I'm going to estimate, probably like two hours away. Okay, so not impossible for a bear to make it. No, not at all. And there's a lot of parks in between. So if they, I, I don't doubt, and that might have been why it was even, that, why that it was so weird to see, even if it had hair. Yeah. Yeah, because we had, you know, a couple of years ago, we had that black bear running around the county here. All it would take was a bear getting in contact with mange, and then yeah, because they don't just see hairless bears. You know, and having mange would make it hairless because it would scratch it all off. Yeah. yeah. See, now the distance in this article says it said fifty feet and three jumps. This article right here is saying seventy-five feet and three jumps. It made seventy-five feet and three jumps. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no there ain't no bear jumping seventy-five feet and three jumps. Ah. Even I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He's good. <laughs> I need to see this. He's good. I need to see it. Um, McDaniel quickly called the police and Illinois state troopers who responded to the call found tracks like those of dogs, except they had six pads. Um, tracks were measured, and two of them 
were four inches across and the third was slightly smaller. Now, here's the thing. Like, that boy that said he claimed the hoax, uh, his mom apparently forced him to call the Institute and take it back. <laughs> <laughs> like moms did back in the 70s. Well, apparently they were getting, like, hounded or something. And um, it was causing such a fuss that she made him call and be like, no, it was a hoax. And that's that's one thing. The sightings just ended abruptly, and nobody knows what happened. You shot and killed it. No, he probably <laughs> did. I mean, depends on where he hit it. You know, people might be like, oh, 22 is nothing. Kill you just like any other bullet. Some have surmised, uh, surmised, I can't talk today, that perhaps it was connected to UFO activities that was also reported in the general area at the time. But we will never really know for sure. I was wondering when the alien theory was going to come out. That wasn't me doing it. That was me reading <laughs> the article. And we all know I'm all about those mermaid aliens. Must have got a wish so he could have legs for the night. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his voice. That's why he could only hiss. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> now we're going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I wonder if it could have been anything. Like, what is the kind of population do they have over in Illinois? Well, we know one thing. He said it hissed like a wildcat. That's what I was wondering. If maybe it was like a big bobcat or something. I don't know. I'm looking at some stuff now. Gray wolves, cougars, mountain lions, black bears. So it's not, you know, it could it could have been a big wolf or, a, or anything like that. But I guess he would have, like, I don't know. But was he a hunter? Why did he have the 22? Uh, well, Second Amendment rights, Josh. Right. Like, but, you know, most people <laughs> that, especially then, if you had a, most people hunted, I think, more often than not. I'm not saying for sure. I don't know. I was alive in the 70s, but... <laughs> He probably did. Uh, I assume that he hunted. I don't know what kind of gun it was. Like, was it a rifle or a pistol? Um, pistol. So, twenty-two pistol. Okay. Yeah, I guess for home defense would have been what everybody carried. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty good gun for home defense. That was my thing. Like, what did he, like, was it a rifle or a pistol he shot it with? This says pistol. I mean, I don't know for sure, but it says, this story says pistol. I wonder if the police reports are on file. Be cool. I'm going to go with it was a hairless black bear that got hit by a car and his face was mangled. I, yeah, I can see that. Like, maybe when he shined it, it wasn't actually even just the eye shine. It could have been just the blood reflecting with the eye shine. I can see that. And then he shot it. He was just trying to put it out of his misery. See, now some people are saying he had this uh, wild imagination, is what the uh, the researchers say. He could have. You don't think maybe it was just all for publicity? I don't know. Maybe to become famous, that's a possibility. Because uh, it says right here, the university study in 1978, so that's actually quite a few years, um, researchers at Western Illinois University headed by David L. Miller, investigated and analyzed the incident, pub, uh, publishing it as a case study on social contagion. The researchers found there were no more than three first-hand reports that had been uh, talked on by the news stories and local, uh, local gossip into this ec- epidemic, according to the study. In the first a- area of southern Illinois, it is not unreasonable to assume Mr. M or the radio news team had actually seen an animal. People we interviewed framed the recent events in these terms. Their accounts omitted 
the possibility that large dogs, calves, bears, deer, and wildcats had been sighted. Uh, some frames suggest that an exotic pet, such as an ape or a kangaroo, was the catalyst for the monster report. Finally, some people uh, tactfully suggest that Mr. M had an enormous overacting imagination and had probably been shooting at shadows. In any event, we interviewed only one person who agreed with Mr. M's claim that he had indeed seen a monster from outer space. So now which one's the true story? If I find skepticism with the university study, and I kind of do, you know what I mean? The reason being is because I know in certain things, like you can look on social media and people will interview, and actually they, they do that a lot with polls, and a lot of people don't realize that, is if they're trying to get a certain poll number in some cases, they word questions and stuff like that differently. And they also find people who, there has been some instances with studies where they found people who are, they'll more likely take the people that agree with them and their research out. And I'm not saying that's not what happened here. I am saying like, I don't know, probably shooting at shadows and overactive imagination. I don't see that being the case. I can see mistaken identity. I can see that. So I can agree with Josh on that. You know, he, he saw a hairless bear. He also said that it had a six-toed paw print or track. And if you look at a at a black bear's paw, which I just sent in Discord, there are there will be six toes when plus the pad when he puts his foot down. If he puts it all the way down. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be six pads right there. And being five foot tall, I don't know how, big, how tall a bear is, but Brown bears probably stand up about six, seven foot. But who's to say it wasn't a baby bear? Oh, this says on all fours it can be from five to seven feet tall. Oh, five to seven feet when standing upright. But th- about about three feet tall. So that would put it right around what he was saying, about four and a half foot tall. Yeah. I'm kind of stuck on the black bear thing. I mean, it's too, it's too, there's too many similarities. Yeah. And it, it would account for why he wasn't scared of it or anything if he's seen bear he's never he said he never seen this thing so if he missed seeing it but he was also in the military so i don't know what he did in the military a lot of lsd i mean it was the 70s and who knows when he was actually in there i mean you do have project you know project ultra what do you think shane all right you know i've been over here typing and mapping and tracking migration patterns i already know (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna preface this by saying the bear thing makes sense but i don't it's that's too nice that's too clean of an answer so i did some some digging right so hartford illinois back in the 1890s a uh, frenchman named bizant if i'm saying that right benjamin bizant in the 1890s bought 38 acres and built a big 14 room mansion for his bride right? Jeez, somebody had money. Now, she died before she could marry him. Uh, No one knew where this dude got his money from, and ever since then, the place has been, like, really haunted. It was a speakeasy for a lot of years and things like that. Now, that's going to draw energies, right, To, to different worlds, different dimensions. I'm sure people have went in there and done seances and called upon energies and all of this stuff, right? Yeah. Well, in the, I told you in the 1940s in Mount Vernon, a similar creature was seen. So if we're looking at the southern migration of a creature, 
this would go in the straight line. If something had been summoned to our realm in Hartford, Illinois, because of this thinned veil, if you will, and they were migrating south over the years, it would put them in Mount Vernon around the 1940s and then in Enfield in the 1970s. Therefore, if they follow the same path, this creature, if still alive, I don't, you know, we don't know the, the lifespan of these things, would be around the area of Lusk Creek Canyon Nature Preserve right at the bottom of Illinois. Jesus. What I think it was. <laughs> yeah, he was over there mapping, guys. <laughs> Man, he went all out on that one. Do I think it's a bear? Yes. But I, <laughs> I had to at least try. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. <laughs> I mean, we never know. We weren't there. We weren't there. It could have been. You know, it's just like Jeepers Creepers. Every 23 years, man, something comes through. Man. I believe in certain cryptids. Just because, like, I believe that, you know, every year we find something new. Right? Granted, it's not like some profound, like, did you know that they found the world's smallest lizard or reptile? Uh, like, you can Google it. That thing's tiny. I think they found it in 2020 or 2021. I can't remember. How small was it? Like, uh, it can fit on, like, the tip of your finger. Damn. The nano chameleon is what it's called. And, like, this thing is tiny. But my thing is, is, like, we... Dense jungles and stuff like that, especially in the ocean. I, I agree. I think it's probably a hairless bear, though. I lost my train of thought a while back because I started talking about tiny lizard. <laughs> Here's the tiny lizard. That's pretty wild how small that thing is. Yeah. So Shane thinks it's aliens, and that's a change from Tommy. No, he thinks inner, inner, like interdimensional being. Yeah, yeah. Someone through a thin veil because of a lot of hauntings in a castle. <laughs> Okay, yeah. That sounds about right. I, I kind of want to dive into that 14-room house that that dude just built. Yeah, reading about it, I don't know if this is the case or not, but it, it feels like the, the Haunted Mansion. You remember that Disney movie with Eddie Murphy came out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it felt the same reading that. I'm like, oh, man, it's it's about the same. So I don't know if it was based on that or not, but... In any case, yeah. I mean, even the history of it being a speakeasy for a lot of years after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to dive into that. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty interesting. It just piques my interest because, you know, you hear about, like, these in stories, like books and movies, people building these mansions for their wives. Maybe that's where it come from. Yeah. And now they have a three-legged guard dog bear thing. <laughs> Man bear pig. They're three-legged guard bear. <laughs> <laughs> that can jump 50 feet in three tries or however far it was. <laughs> right. Now, what do, you, what do you think? Do you think he was just misjudging that, maybe? I, I feel sure he was. I mean, 9.30 at night. Yeah, I I mean, me personally, I have no depth perception once it gets dark outside. I don't know. I can kind of half uh, halfway um, eyeball, you know, the length of something. Like, oh, yeah, that, that looks like 12 feet or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if I could say something jumped 50 foot in three leaps, you know? Yeah. So, because that would mean it would have to jump, what, about 15 feet or something like that per leap? I don't know. I think he was misjudging that. What do you think, Shane? Yeah, I think so. Being being dark, I mean, it's, that always plays tricks on you, especially if something's actually there. You know, we've, we've all done that. I, I remember staring at my crossroads in front of my house one night, thinking there were four man-sized animals standing at each corner. 
staring at each other. And I'm like, what the hell? And I walked down and it was, you know, street signs. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely think that could have been misjudged. <laughs> yeah. And, and that also brings up the fact that you saw that. Like, um, we all go camping. You know, you've been at the woods at night and you look over at something that you've probably seen during the daytime. And it looks like like something tree trunk or something, right? But when you do like a quick glance at it through the firelight, it looks like some demonic being out to get your soul. You know what I mean? No. He had a flashlight, but you know how flashlights were back then. You know, they they weren't as bright and illuminating like they are now. So maybe the bear was there, saw it, didn't really, you know. I'm, I'm with Josh. I think it was a bear. Too many similarities. I wish it was an alien. I wish it was something. Well, I mean, I... I don't want to be that guy because, like, I do believe in all this stuff. But I don't want to be that guy that's like, it's definitely a baby Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a three-legged baby Bigfoot. <laughs> that's yeah, just his pee-pee yeah, they... hanging down. That's not a leg. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the red eyes come from. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I just don't want to be that guy. You know, so I want to be like, yeah, possibility is it's probably a bear. Yeah. yeah. Well... We need, we need a big debunk scant stamp to slam down on the table right now. Debunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. These are just our opinions. Tell us what you think. <laughs>